This is Fam Like the Ghost, and this episode is Peg Sound Fetish. I'll do that trash with you. Uh, from the beginning of Fam Like the Ghost, when we um, found our voice as Josephine Electric, the lead singer of Fam Like the Ghost, who is me, through the use of voicoders, uh, we've always had her play uh, a dominatrix, alpha dominant, um, you know, sexual addict. And, um, she she doesn't really care that that's what she is. I mean, she's you know admitted to herself that that's what the problem is in her life. But she open heartedly dives into her sexcapades and this latest song um, trio. It starts with the song "I'll Do That Trash with You," where Josephine's just uh, taking her punk aesthetic attitude in an industrial electronic manner. And just, you know, getting into that sex scene, which is what she tends to do in these type of songs. Um, But what we liked um, is we've been diving into the capabilities of our uh, DFAM, which we continually are amazed on what you can do with the drummer from another mother, which is an analog drum machine. doesn't have MIDI, doesn't have pads. can't be manipulated easily with, um, with a DAW. I mean, you can do some things where you could convert the CV into a MIDI conversion and try to control it. Um, but it is better suited to be controlled. As uh, Sonic State <clears throat> would say, is your plate of filters. You actually use the um, control surfaces of the DFAM. And what I find is what I like to do is run the tape and then, you know, play with the ladder filter play with uh, one oscillator on or two oscillators on, play with the FM modulation, the resonance, just play with all the aspects of the synth, you know, the ability to do, um, you know, hard sync and, you know, make the second oscillator have a higher frequency than the first one. And then you get all kinds of different effects and different sounds out of it. And if you start to learn how it works and what the results are, you can play it as a musician. You know, we've become a pretty good electronic musician with these this analog modular gear. And we think that one of the things um, that is hardening is we just got signed uh, to Kanga in space uh, to be able to do online and live shows. They are now our booking agent. And we think it's because we've had this dedication to uh, playing live and playing you know, the instruments, not just running uh, MIDI signals through a DAW. <clears throat> we we pretty much, you know, we use our BeatStep Pro, we use our analog equipment live. We've seen our Facebook live shows and our new shows that we've been doing on Twitch. We probably might um, hold off doing some of these live shows in order to, to make a demand for our new um, booker. You don't want to give something away for free when you're, you're supposed to get paid. But we're very excited that we're going to be able to do this. We're going to put um, the link to our, you know, how you can book the ghost in this episode if you're interested in booking us. Um, and so that we're pretty excited about that. But again, get back to music. It's like the DFAM uh, was the main driver in that song. I'll do the trash with you. The other thing, it was our, our grandmother, which we initially used the grandmother a lot for the sequencer. We've been diving into <clears throat> the actual ability to play it as a lead instrument. And so there's a lot of lead lines and bass lines being done. 
we've got it wired up to use the high pass filter in a series with the low pass ladder filter. Um, we're using um, the the LFO uh, or the modulation section of the of the system, which is really cool that you can actually turn that modulation on with the modulation wheel and use it um, like a pitch bend. What I find on the grandmother is using the modulation wheel like a pitch bending wheel uh, and having different types of modulation kicked off by it is a good way of um, doing solos or doing lines that you want to have alternate sounds. And then also, you know, putting an oscillator sync on and not having it on. When you play, uh, it can have a really cool effect uh, along with the spring reverb. There's so many control surfaces on the grandmother, similar to the DFAM, but it has a keyboard. And so as, as a keyboardist, you can do a lot of cool things with this instrument. Then if I go back to my Roland, and my Roland, I'm very expressive with the pitch bend modulation wheel and the supernatural sounds because they have different <clears throat> characteristics depending on how you use the modulation pitch bending um, stick that's on the, on the Juno. But there's so many morphed control surfaces that are readily usable on the Moog. I mean, on my, on my Juno, I've been able to do certain things. It's got a light control, which you can readily use. It's got some, some controls that you can readily use. Uh, and there are um, some aspects of its recording capability. You can play with the, some of the sound modification uh, and you can turn on some things through the touch screen. There's some, not a touch screen, but it's like an LCD that has some buttons that if you put it into different modes, you can when you're playing live, kick off certain things. Um, it, but it's not as um, immediate as if you had a Jupiter 6 or a Jupiter 8 or even a System 8. And that's why Roland has decided, you know, to come out with the Jupiter X to give people all those control surfaces. And I think that's what the promise of a, like the people who talk about, well, I don't, you know, I don't really need that kind of synth. But because it's been done before. But the thing is, you know, it's been done before, but in modern, a lot of modern Junos, they don't have those control surfaces. You know, even a fan doesn't have the control surfaces that are on a Jupiter X. And so the promise of that is that, you know, if you, you look at a, a synth like a Prophet, the Prophets have the, that level of control surface. Oberheims have that level of control surface. Moogs have that level. But when Roland kind of brings that Jupiter workflow back, it gives you the ability as a musician and I've been very interested in in a couple of synths that I think are really good. I mean, the Jupiter X, you know, has some aspects. It's a performance synth with the control services. If you're playing leads and you're playing live, that's a pretty cool instrument. But then you could argue that the Phantom, which it doesn't have as many control services, but it has the ability to roll onto clips, does have enough of a synth engine with controls on it that you could do a lot, but not at the same level of detail in the subtractive workflow that the Jupiter has. And so, I mean, I could see a place for the, the Phantom is just a, a great workstation. Everything's readily apparent. That's a great synth to use. Uh, you know, uh, a Prophet X is, is another great synth because it has like all that control surface plus samples. Gives you a totally different feel. But I've never really had a profit, and I've been really interested in getting one, but I've been a rolling guy and a mo guy for so long, an Arturia guy. I've never been able to get my hands on a profit. I think the Pro 3 is, is very enticing with its paraphonic capability and all those control surfaces. But the Profit X has always been something where I, or I compare it to like a Phantom or I compare it to something like a Jupiter or even like a UDO Super 6. 
so if you get into this world of like, okay, these big polysense is like, well, the Phantom's got like an unbelievable amount of polyphony. You know, in on the RD piano, it's un, unlimited polyphony. On every other sound that's like um, the new uh, Zen chord, it's like 256 voices. So if you're a musician and you're playing a lot, you want to, you're a one band band, that's a great synth for that level of polyphony. And it's got an analog filter. So for performance, if you're going to go and you want one board, the fan was probably the one board. If you've got a bunch of boards and you want to have those classic rolling sounds exactly, you want to have a Juno, you want to have an SH-101, you want to have a Jupiter-8, <clears throat> um, the Jupiter-X is probably the one you want. Um, you could do it with a System 8, but you don't have the polyphony. So if you're trying to do a one-man show and you got a lot of, a lot of things you want to run, uh, you can run everything. Uh, and so that's 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 the promise of that, and that's why you'd want it. And I understand the Behringer boys say, "Oh, you don't need that. You want to just pure analog." But you can't do everything with a bunch of monosense. I've got monosense in my workflow, and monosense are great, but you can't do everything you want to do with a monosense. And I, I can't really depend on soft sense coming off a laptop when I'm playing a live show. I don't really like be dependent on that because I don't want the computer to crash. So I like hardware sense. And I don't have to worry with that. I'd rather use a Zoom R24 or a Tascam 24 to run my show than depend on a computer. Uh, I, I think the computer is fraught with all kinds of issues, and I'd rather use a hardware synth because it's going to give me what I want, and it's never going to crash. <clears throat> so that's the point there. In a studio, maybe it's a different point. You have unlimited choices. And Roland even offers like their ability to download things, but I still like the control surfaces of hardware sense. That's my preference. And you know, when it comes to a Moog, it's going to be hard to really replicate uh, a software Moog. And anybody who says they can do it exactly is not really telling the truth because um, you have something like a DFAM and a Mother 32 and a Subharmonicon. What you can do live with those, you would never really be able to create. In, in, in an online system. Though you, somebody could say, well, I've got all the virtual CV, I've got all that stuff. But you don't have the control surfaces that you can touch, like a guitar player touches the strings on a guitar. You don't have that. And so that is never going to match what you could do with your hands if you have that modular gear from you. And anybody who's a modular synthesis will tell you that the reason they have that modular rig is because they probably did use a DAW and they don't, they're not satisfied with the tactile experience as a human being, we like to touch controls. You know, we like to be able to run things and be able to get to the details. And when you have everything laid out and tons of possibilities and overrides that are just physically apparent. Uh, and even if you have virtual wire patches, <clears throat> you know, because the, the profits have this modular capability with no wires. But these modular synthesis still love getting the modular rig rather than buying a profit because they want to do, they want to take that CV wire and patch it in to, to another wire. Now I know there are people that probably, well, I don't know. That's the old school. That's the 1960s way of doing things, but it seems like there's a lot of people that like that 1960s way of doing things. Sorry, going off on a tangent on that, but you know, when it comes down to it, I mean, I would love to have a UVO super six, a phantom and a Jupiter X. If it came down to, you know, trying to go forward, Probably the, 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 the UDO Super 6 is probably the most forward-thinking modern synth. Uh, and it's got a, a, a step backwards, and it's got a, like a Roland Jupiter 6, Jupiter 8 type of workflow. And look, 
but then it's got the binaural true stereo oscillators. It's a stereo um, uh, work, work um, workflow from the beginning of the synth, not done near the end of the synth. With a lot of subtractor synths, it, it becomes stereo when you get to the VCA or you get to the filter, then it becomes stereo. This is stereo at the oscillator, which is very rare. And then the fact that it's uh, FGPA, which is somewhat like what the System 8 can do, um, which is like, you know, that, that ability to do behavioral modeling. It's a digital synth that can model, like the System 8 models of Jupiter. This can model things. So the question in the future is, can, is it going to have software upgrades where it actually does model old synths? Is it going to be able to go back and, and, and model a CS80? Will it be able to model, like on you know Korg workstations and different you know workstations that exist, have been able to like have a CS80 model or or you know or a Jupiter 8 model or a SH101 model or an Oberheim model? You know, is it going to be able to do that? And that that's the question. Is it going to do that? Is it always just going to be forward and just have you know wavetable models, granular synthesis models? But is it actually going to model a uh, Something like uh, if you go back and you look at like a Hammond B3, model a Hammond B3, you know, model a Mellotron. Um, that would be cool because that's the promise of FGPA. Is, is, it does what Roland's been doing with the behavioral modeling. But Roland seems to have moved to Zencore because Zencore, unlike behavioral modeling, is not limited to eight voices. I have a System 1M, which I use to great effect on a lot of tracks. Um, and you can hear it on the Ethereal Fair done right there um it's a great synth because it sounds like like an analog synth even though it's digital and the version i have is the one that actually has cv so it, it has a cv capability where it allows you to you know operate it like a moog and it's got that classic uh model system 100 uh system 700 type of of, of um Oscillators. They tend. It seems to run like the old 1970 Roland classic analog synths, like you know, what you would call the old, um, you know, the old Green Face series of um, SH1s, SH5s, SH3s. Those are like some of Roland's best synths. And you, they've been brought back through. You know, the System Eight has the ability to do a lot of system. SH5 type stuff. I think it has an SH5 or SH3 filter. <clears throat> that filter, I don't know if it's been carried on to um, the Zencore. And so that's the question a lot of people have is that can Zencore uh, really do that? Well, we see on the Jupiter X that the Zencore engine <clears throat> has been modeled to behave like a System 8, but with full polyphony. Some people have argued that the System 8 actually sounds more analog than the, than the Zencore. I'm not sure if that's true. I've had I've, had, I've watched like ten different reviews of this of the system of um, of Zencore Jupiter X, and it seems to be pretty close. It's, it's kind of like really, um, uh, you know, being very much of a nitpick on it. It's this is close, is pretty close, and and the added polyphony to me uh, gives it an advantage, um, and the, the actual control structure, the system eight control structure is really cool. But it doesn't look like a like a like a Jupiter, and what the cool thing about the Jupiter X workflow is, it is a Jupiter X workflow. It looks exactly like it, and that 
there's some things about that that you know why people like the mini mode, why people like the grandmother, why people like the matriarch. It's got that classic subtractive workflow which Roland had in systems like the uh, Jupiter six, the Jupiter four, Jupiter eight, SH one oh SH fives, SH threes. That subtractive workflow is interesting. That's why you know people love the Roland mo uh, modules, like the system seven hundred modules, which I've always looked at, but they're like almost $3,000 to get all those. It, it's a dream that hopefully with this new um, recording contract, I'll be able to get into. <clears throat> the other song we have here is a political electronic song called Too Long Wronged, which is a continuation of what we did with Something Wicked. And uh, it's basically talking about how you know black folks in this country have been wrong for a long time. And it's the time for um, society to give us our 40 acres and a mule figuratively when it comes to the justice system and uh, defund the police and, you know, stop it. Because really the problem with the police is, you know, you, you call them for a domestic violence incident and then your partner gets murdered or you get murdered. You, you call them uh, to handle a mental health issue and the person ends up getting killed. And that doesn't really solve the problem. So you got to have people who actually have the tools to handle the problem. For somebody with a gun... And a baton is not the person that probably want to solve the problem. So you want to have a social service person with a security uh, detail that would be subject to to the law. You know, if you have a private security detail, they'd be easier to deal with because they don't have a police union protecting them. You'd be able to look at their their, their police record. You, you'd be able to fire them. You'd be able to prosecute them because they're a private individual <clears throat> that would not be protected by a uh, police union, and that's the big problem. So you got to get things like 50A in New York. You got to get things like that that protect the police officer's background. Uh, you shouldn't have preferential treatment just because they're doing the work of uh, of the elites. You know that's not something we need to stand for anymore. It's the 21st century. We got to change policing. And then the song "Ethereal Fair" done right there is Josephine again getting into her um, kind of <laughs> romantic, uh, uh, new romantic, uh, new wave era stuff with a little punk aesthetic on it. And so that's what that song's about. But again, uh, we'd like you to click on uh, all the links we put out here. We got the PayPal me link. If you want to support the ghost, you also have the booking link from Kanga in space, if you're interested. And if you're um, a... Um, a person that is um, got a business and you want to have us push your product, you can do that as well. So we'll um, just click on the link uh, to do a voicemail uh, connection to us, or you can send us um, an Insta Instagram message at our Instagram, which is expansive underscore sound underscore experiments. And you can do that, or you can send us a direct message on our Facebook, which is at Facebook Phantom Electric Ghost. We're at Phantom Electric Ghost on Facebook. So, at Phantom Electric Ghost on um, Facebook. Thank you. I like dude. I like food. I like cool dude. I feel cool. I'll be bold. I'll be a tramp for you. I do dude. I do the 
Where? 